This is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. It is Saturday, January 25th of 2020, and you are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI as as well as on uh, all those other outlets, SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, uh, Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts, I think it's called, <laughs> and of course Google Podcasts. We are heard wall to wall, treetop tall, to uh, uh, put out an old CB uh, term there. From the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And from the Radio TFI Executive Tower, where, what are you on the 33 and a third uh, floor today, if I've if I'm not mistaken, or did you move? We're in the back terrace on the second floor. Oh, was it that nice? No, but... Anyways. <laughs> Otherwise, I guess freezing his tushy out on the back terrace. It's Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. Welcome aboard, those of you listening live. Uh, I did my little tribute to John Shannon, and I started the broadcast a couple of seconds late, but... Uh... It's good to be in total control. <laughs> it's John, good to be the king. It is good to be the king. I'll tell you what, it's uh, it's not a bad thing to be the king. And uh, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm I'm tired. Are you? I I didn't I didn't wind up getting to bed until two o'clock my time, and then I have to get up at uh, at. Uh, Oh, I had the alarm set for 20 minutes to 8 this morning. Again, my time, well, Central. You're out, well, you are out hooting and hollering at uh, Dick's Last Resort last night. Oh, that was a hoot, if you will. That that was uh, that was a lot of fun. I've been to... See, you uh, know, they... I've been to two of Dick's, Dick's Last Resorts. Uh, mm-hmm. one, in San, one in San Diego, and I can't remember where the other one was. Not San San Diego, San Antonio. There's a whole okay. story there. I still have beer beer mugs from 25 years ago when I was there. That's a story <laughs> for another time. But John John and the lovely Granny oh. Annie were were out at uh, out in a boot in a boot last night, and they uh, they they they, t- they tweeted out some pictures and. Uh, what was that? Was that chef hats you were wearing? Or I, I've never seen such. Well, a they thing. what they do is they t- they use. Uh... It's it's meant to resemble a chef hat. Basically, what they do is they uh, put paper, big sheet of paper, on your table, 
as opposed to a tablecloth. You know, yes. that's their yes. idea to be. And uh, what was funny, as a side note, uh, baby Oliver, uh, who was along with, with the parental units, if you will, uh, tried to do the old magic trick where you pull the uh, pull the tablecloth out. Oh, Didn't how'd that work, work out? For him. <laughs> it didn't work quite work. I'm sorry but it was great. Anyways, they had the uh, they had the little writing on the they make them up into little chef hats, and they, each one of them has a little writing. And the one that I had on there said, uh, uh, "Something about Viagra." Something about Viagra, if I remember correctly. He, yeah, he he said he, that uh, I hope that Viagra works better than uh, Rogaine. Rogaine. That was that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. And um, by the way, you know, there's a problem. There's a big there's a big problem with uh, Viagra. If you when you take the pill, if you only swallow it halfway, you're gonna get a stiff neck. <laughs> oh my God. Even he can't help you now. Ladies and ladies and gentlemen, we have another one hour and 50 minutes of this uh, 55 so minutes. far. So, uh, yeah, well, I can quit. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Granny Annie actually had one that said, um, um, what the hell was it? Bingo Hall Booty Call. That's, that's my gal. <laughs> that's my gal. And... Uh, Little Miss Little Miss Angela said uh, uh, she had one that said bra size bigger than IQ. Uh. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on, <laughs> as the saying goes. I was it was a lot of fun, but actually I stayed up and we got home and I that stayed up and watched. Uh, about four episodes of Gordon Ramsay's uh, old uh, Kitchen Nightmares. Ah. Oh, that sounds exciting. So, By the way, speaking of nightmares. Yeah, uh, exactly. Speaking of nightmares, uh, for, for those of you, I can't imagine you would have a, a, a Sophie's Choice here, but if you did, the Republicans are now beginning their assault on democracy over on, I guess, every channel. Uh, they begin the defense of of Trump today. They, it's we're going to talk about that a little bit more in detail. But uh, if you're listening on the replay, then not so much. This doesn't. It's not a conflict today, but it's conflict for me. I wanted to watch it, but that's okay. I'll catch up later. They're not going to do a lot today yeah. anyway, because as Trump calls it, it's uh, this time of day, Saturday morning. It's Death Valley as far as TV goes. Well, not as far as radio goes. We like that's Saturday right. morning at ten o'clock. You notice they went right up against us. I mean, that's that's taking a real chance. And they're going to get their asses kicked. That's right. We're going to beat them in the ratings. Where there's no question about it. And thanks to you folks, you kind listeners out there, we uh, we appreciate that to no end. By the way, just a little uh, extra. Mike King is scheduled to be with us uh, at the bottom of the hour here. So stay tuned for that. Always a good time when Mike calls in. So we better get. I suppose we better get into this, huh? I what suppose. do you What do you say? Well, go ahead. Well, we got a couple of uh, little nuggets here. One from last week, which I found uh, a little intriguing, was in New York City, where apparently uh, the idea is that 
the st- the city is going to bail out uh, medallion owners uh, for who have gotten in, in you know neck deep with their uh, with uh, the loans on their medallions. Now I reached out, tried to find a, find some opinions here, if you will, and I really I, I got to be honest with you, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get a lot of feedback, so I did. I did go to one particular, uh, one particular source here who did finally, uh, uh, fi- or I should say, I finally went to a source that could help, and that was our friend uh, on Twitter, uh, NYC underscore Talk, uh, the guys that run the uh, the. There used to be an actual radio show. Now they're kind of in the world of live podcasting like we are yeah i, I don't know if they go so, live I, I don't know that they go live so much but they're based yeah they used to be on seven ten a.m here in in new york on wor but it's been a few years since mm-hmm. they've done that but anyway moving on no they uh so i don't i know i don't know who of uh who of the group there actually answered but apparently it's still kind of hung up in court apparently right and uh, I thought, and from what I'm understanding, it's not, uh, it's not all it's cracked up to be. They're offering uh, $30,000, dollars uh, $30, bailout where most of these guys are into it for seven, eight, nine hundred thousand dollars Yeah. You know, nearly a million dollars. Right. And so it's kind of a drop in the bucket. I mean, I guess the whole thing, I mean, it, it, it can be said at least... Uh, at least they're getting some help, but still, you know, thirty thousand dollars when you've got several hundred thousand dollars doesn't, ugh, especially with the way things are going out there. Well, here's the here's the city council of New York trying to, you know, they're probably going to make the make the excuse. Well, these medallions don't have the same value that they used to. Of course not. You flooded the and, market, and they don't. Of course they don't. They the the city allowed Uber to show up and. Uh, by the way, speaking of Uber, uh, stock prices at the end of the week. Oh, uh, Uber, Uber, they both went up. Uh, Uber thirty six eighty on a steady rise into the into the new year. Here, they picked up another dollar sixty seven from last Friday, and Lyft is uh, picked up almost two bucks since last week. Dollar dollar mm. ninety one they picked up since last week. So, uh, so good job, kids. Well, like uh, it was pointed out here, uh, and I forgot who the source was, but it was pointed out that one of the reasons that Uber is is bumping up more is because of the uh, all the selling that's been, you know, let's face right. it, Dara the K uh, um, done, uh, or not Dara the K, excuse me, uh, Travis, Travis the K. Yeah, he... Um, dumped a bunch of stock and so uh, they he he's invested some cat you know they're and they're getting some new investment uh well, sources you know it's not well, ho- hold on a second john just uh this uh-huh. is from yesterday uber co-founder garrett camp has dumped 620 million dollars worth of shares that's about uh, a third of what he held so all mm-hmm. all the original guys are bailing out as well, they got their they got their uh, 
They got theirs. Got their millions, and yeah, so now it'll be to other suckers. I just don't think I, I don't think that the suckers are out there like they that they were like they were when they first uh, came out when the, they first offered when they first started when they first started becoming public. Well, know, the venture and, capitalists aren't there. Excuse me. Right. Exactly. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you very much. You're entirely welcome. It's it's why I'm here. Yeah. It's, it's why I exist. Well, damn. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. I had something on my brain and it just wasn't very wasn't very nice. I'm not in a very nice mood by the way. I, I don't know if you could tell pre-show. I can never tell. Oh. I can never tell. Well, I'll, I'll keep you guessing this way, I guess. Anyways, seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. If you like to get in on this, like uh, Ed said here, in about uh, oh fifteen minutes, a little over fifteen minutes, there, Mister Mike King gonna join us live. Um, give uh, do me a favor, give us a little background there with uh, you and uh, Mike. If you would please. Oh, Mike and I. Well, Mike. Uh, Mike yeah. came, came to me some years ago. He was a cab driver in New York. Uh, he, he came mm. to me when I still actually had a viable business. Uh, he he uh, leased a cab from me, and uh, we've become friendly since. He also uh, opened his home to me when when I hit the skids, uh, and just uh, one of the funniest people I know, and and certainly the biggest heart of anybody I know. So, uh, yes, he's yes. got, just from what you've told me, he's got an opinion or two. And we, we were chatting on the phone the other night and I put a stop to the conversation and I said, no, no, we're going to continue this Saturday morning. So it's been a while since Mike's called in, but if you haven't heard him, you'll, you'll get a kick out of him. He makes some very solid points and he's a funny, funny son of a gun too. <laughs> Oh goodness! Uh, now the other thing that I was um, that I was looking at here, and Ed actually had a Ed and I had a brief uh, disagreement over um, uh, on the Twitters, if you will, was this whole idea that they're doing out in California. Oh, with uh, oh, damn! You just about <laughs> are you okay over there? See what I'm doing here? You see what I'm, I'm biting my tongue? I'm, I'm biting my oh. tongue. Oh. So, short story, uh, short story even longer. The, uh, apparently some, in some areas of California, I think it's up in the San Francisco area, general San Francisco area, not San Francisco itself. Um, Uber is experimenting with letting some of its drivers actually set their own set their own rate out there now i don't have the details on how it's supposed to how it's supposed to be working how it was intended to be working but what i did say is it's an it's actually an intriguing idea now it's totally not in uber's uh, uh business model if you will to do things this way but it, it gave me it gave me kind of an idea that this would not uh, this would not be a bad idea if it was done properly. 
to which Ed pretty much just about uh, thought he was going to blow a gasket, but I, I, I saw the steam rising out east can you from s- my back porch. Can you see the eyes rolling all the way into the back of my head? Well, that's just a normal function there. I didn't realize it was triggered by anything. That is true. I I can't can't really deny that. Go ahead. You (laughs) you finish up because I'm... uh, Go ahead. Okay. So, again, this does does not mean that I want Uber and or Lyft to adopt this. Um, It isn't like I'm trying to say, oh, geez, yeah, this is all of a sudden now... Uber and Lyft are going to be great places to uh, to work for. Not saying that at all, but wouldn't it be a, wouldn't it be a great idea if the consumer could decide? Now, first off, we are not going to ever put this bottle, this genie, back in the bottle as far as regulated versus unregulated. It's I'd love to see it, but it's not going to happen. So, why not have an, they're, they're a technology, they claim to be a technology company. So, okay, let's do this. Driver uh, gets, on the, gets on the platform. He says, uh, you, ask, answers a couple questions. How much do you, how much are you looking to charge per mile for your rates? Uh, how much are you looking, how much time, how much is your time going to cost? Are you going to charge them uh, any time? Um, then the, maybe there's a couple other factors. What type of, uh, you know, I, I, that might be getting too deep. The idea is that if I'm a customer and I'm looking at my phone and I need to be, I need to get somewhere now. So you have two options as a driver. You want to either find cheap drivers or you want to find drivers who are, uh, right close by so you can get in and get going now sometimes that's going to be the same driver it just depends on where you are when you call and all that other good stuff but listen if i'm in a hurry if i have to get across town like yesterday i'm gonna that getting in a uh, an uber or getting into a vehicle that's close by me is you know that that's what i want i want to get going now bonus if it happens to be one of the cheaper cars but i got time otherwise maybe i got time i don't have money maybe some schmo out there is setting their rates at you know 75 cents a mile just want something to do um but he might not get a car for 15 15 20 minutes half an hour because nobody really, given given their own wares, these guys aren't going to charge that cheap shit. But uh, unless they're just very, de- they're either very desperate or just or bored, one or the other. That's why, I, and like I said, it doesn't necessarily have to be Uber or Lyft converting how they're doing things. I'm just saying maybe somebody comes in. Like I said, you're not going to put the whole TNC concept back in a bottle. As hard as you try, it's just not going to happen. So, I just think it has it has potential for an idea. It gives the drivers more control. It gives the passengers uh, more options. And uh, 
There you go. Tapping out. Have fun. So, you think it's going to be that simple? Remember, we're not talking about a group of drivers here who have been at this for eons. Uh, first, you're going to have, have guys that are always going to be down charging so little, you got to wonder why they're even out there. And invariably, that's who people are going to go for first. Very, uh, if you got more time than money, that's when you take the bus. That's what the, the city bus is all about. You got more time than money. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I don't know how they plan to do this. I don't know if there's a floor. It can only go so low or it can only go so high. Uh, it, it, it just sounds... Look, this is, this is the, the car service model. I, I own and operate XYZ car service. I charge mm-hmm. $5 a mile. But for $5 a mile, you get excellent service, blah, blah, blah. But most people don't know that uh, if you've ever run a, a – Michael, Michael attested this. He, he owned a town car company, a limo company. Uh, it's all about word of mouth. It's all about word of mouth. But you got to get out mm-hmm. there. But it, it, look, th- this appeals, this, this fluctuating price thing. First off, if you own and operate a car, you, can't, you need to have some sort of idea. What your what your you know what what is the service? What is the value you place on on your service? Okay, but now I think I think my service is worth two dollars and fifty cents a mile. Meantime, I got ten thousand mm-hmm. nitwits out there willing to charge fifty cents a mile. And sure, mm-hmm. I'll get I'll get some customers my way, but everybody else is going to look at fifty sixty cents a mile. And go, oh, that's the guy I want, and I'll keep taking the chances on them. And remember, we're talking about unregulated drivers here. You mm-hmm. go around most of the country. These people have not. No, it's a bad idea. Well, but do you, like I said, do you at least agree that the whole idea of having right or having uh, vehicles and drivers, for that matter, regulated like they used to be, like it should be? Well, but do you think that that? Do you think you're, we're ever going to get to that again, realistically? Uh, I think at some point we will. I think eventually uh, uh, enough people will die and be hurt and raped and, and, and all that, that eventually something will have to be done. I mean, that's what happened with the taxi industry. This is how uh, the taxi industry got to be as regulated as it is. It didn't happen overnight. It started because uh, rules needed to be in place. Drivers were doing things. Passengers were doing things. Everybody needed to be protected from each other. And that's where we Mm -hmm. are now. That is exactly where we are with regulations right now. It is for the mutual protection of everybody, not just in safety, Mm -hmm. but in price and all that. Rates are set where drivers can make a living and where it's not, look, Individual cities, you can have your your disagreements about uh, about what they charge, et cetera, et cetera. But in general, mm-hmm. no. This is this is to to give a bunch of wild men out there any more control over their pricing. No, I I I see it rife for corruption. Not that the whole thing isn't corrupt now. People still don't know what they're getting for what they pay for. Oh, you're right. You're right on that. But the, the you don't know what you're getting now with Uber, you know, with the current model. 
But at least they know what the price I'm is. Saying, and you know, you know, no all matter I'm what. Saying, go ahead. Go ahead. No, the right now you've got a bunch of disgruntled drivers. You have a few that are, are out there probably just because they otherwise couldn't make any social contact if their dog, you know, if, unless they tied a bone around his neck to get the dog to play with them. So there are there are but there are people out there now. They've bought the they bought their brand new Priuses and they were out there ready to make a ton of money with John, Uber. John stand by. We got a phone call. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. How are you, Ed? Great, guy. Great. You called in a little early. We were finishing up on something. Hold on, Mike. Go ahead, John. Finish your uh, thought. Oh, uh, let's see. Hold on, Mike. Hold on. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, anyways, um, I think that, now, you know what, let's, if we got some time towards the end, we'll, we can come back to this. I've totally spun out of my uh, my mind, my mindset, my mind too, but my thought pattern. <laughs> and maybe we can even bring uh, Mike into this conversation too if there's time. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens, I'd like you to welcome the one, the only, the fabulous uh, Gil Christ's number two follower, Mike King. Good morning, Mike. How are you today, young man? Good morning, guys. I'm Greg. How's John? And how are you? Uh, well, I'm I, I'm doing. I'm here. Hello. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, Ed. I think. You, oh, I'm good. How's John you, and you? Uh, we haven't spoke for a while on the air. We're we're fine. Can you hear John? No. Say something. No, Let me I'm try on it again. The computer. I'm trying to bring up the show, and I can't. No, no, don't bring up the show. You're on the phone. You're on the okay. phone. Don't bring it. Uh, but you can't hear John. No, I can't. Okay. So anyway, I, Mike, we were talking. You took Ed. Yep. And now, now I can I hear myself. Hear All right, John. Uh, Mike, we were talking the other day, right? Yes. And. Uh, there we go. John, can John? I'm sure you can hear him now. Oh, I've heard him all along. But you had me out of the loop in the uh, I see. phone. You were going to mute me if I at one point in time. And I don't know no. if you brought that back or no, not. We're, we're, we're good. Mike, can you hear him? Yes, loud and clear. How are oh. you, John? Nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you, too, sir. How's it in Minneapolis-St. Paul? Is it cold? Eh, it's right around 30 degrees, kind of dreary, kind of blah, blah. I'm so glad I'm in Florida. <laughs> Come on down, pay us a visit. You too, Ed. Yeah. I, uh, well, what's I, I, going on? How do well, you like the news lately? Well, that's uh, the, you and I were talking the other night, and uh, we, we got into uh, the whole Trump thing a little bit. So, <laughs> so have you been watching any of the... Uh, the impeachment some stuff, of right? it some what, of it uh not take? all of it uh, what's, what's your take? i can't even i can't even stand to hear his name anymore all right that, but uh, let, let's let, let's talk about what, what do you think about what's going on uh what you've seen i what think you've... it's it's a farce they're okay. uh making mashed potatoes out of our constitution the republicans mm -hmm. uh yeah. 
it's it's ugly. How do you have a trial without witnesses? I mean, how could you even bring something like that up? Well, I agree with you. There, well, the, the, Trump's people are up talking right now as we speak. That's that started today. Uh, I'll catch up to that later. But uh, we were talking the other night, and we were talking about the whole Lindsey Graham thing and uh, McConnell. What, what's your what's your take on those two characters? I think that uh, I think they should be impeached too. <laughs> well, you can't impeach a senator. <laughs> why not? Uh, I was going to say, why not? I don't know that you can. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm McConnell wrong. McConnell is, uh, you know, I I used to think Trump was the worst thing that ever happened to this country. Now I think it's McConnell. I think you're right because McConnell allows it to happen. Yeah. Remember that. And, uh, how, you know, there's a constitution that goes beyond parties. And you can't defend somebody just because they're at the same party as you are. This man, since the day he took office, it, the whole country has been a circus. Every day he did something else that was illegal, questionable, or just ugly. And. Let me. Let- these, People are going with this. Uh, people defend them. I don't get it. Uh, this country has fought wars, you know, to keep our freedoms and things. Uh, if this man gets through this and stays in office, he's just going to crown himself king. You're not he does wrong. What he wants. Let me. Uh, you can't. Let me give you something here, real quick, guys. Uh, the United States Constitution gives the Senate the power to expel any member by a two-thirds vote. This is distinct from the power over impeachment trials and the convictions that the Senate has over, excuse me, over executive and judicial uh, federal officials. So yes, you can expel, uh, you can expel a sitting senator. You um, need two-thirds of the uh, majority in order to uh, do so. But it wouldn't be an impeachment. No. That's what's wrong with this country now, is that it's uh, not for the people, by the people. It's by the party, for the party. We're we're in trouble. You're right. You couldn't couldn't be more right, Mike, if if you tried. And I know you've tried in the past. Uh, We're we're (laughs) sitting... We're, we're sitting at a point here where you, you've got senators who, and, and by the way, they're all on looking at it much differently in 1999 when Clinton was impeached. And there's video and audio out there showing them how hypocritical they are. Uh, can somebody there's have a change? There's a difference, excuse me, but there's a difference between getting a blowjob and selling out the country and using oh, your there- power. There's no question. You, I, 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 look, I, I'm not even going to get into the whole Clinton impeachment thing. I, here's what bugs me about both of these impeachments, okay? It was mm-hmm. is the fact that you cannot tell me that on either side of the aisle there's not at least one senator who disagrees with their party. There's at least one Democrat who feels that... Uh, Trump did nothing wrong, and at least one Republican who was convinced he did. What I don't like is this whole, I've got to be loyal to my party. No, 
You work for me. You work for the people. You don't work for the president. And this is what they, I, I don't know what kind of pictures and negatives Trump has over these people. I mean, they're drinking the Kool-Aid in every flavor he, he produces. What is it? Look, if you're so afraid of him, impeach him. Boot him out of office. He's done. He's got nothing on you anymore. He's got no power over you. But uh, uh, You don't know. Uh, Trump has a lot of money. He might be spreading it around. We don't know. Oh, just to finish my point, because I got lost there, <laughs> is I'm tired of the partisan politics. Vote your conscience. Vote how you think your constituents want you to, to vote. But enough of this following the flock. You know, Mitch McConnell says, I got to do this. Merrick Garland is sitting there, never got, long before Trump ever got into office. Merrick Garland. Yeah, Merrick Garland should have been on the Supreme Court. Yeah, absolutely. That's been, another story. So at least been given a clown over there now instead. At least been given a hearing. He never even got the hearing. He never even got the chance. So, yeah. I, I mean, right, right now all the Republican senators are up in arms. They're clutching their pearls, if you will. Because last night Schiff referred to a comment that was made by, uh, reported by CBS the other day about uh, Trump has said or somebody with Trump has said to the Republican senators, uh, if it doesn't go our way, your head will be on a pike. I'm paraphrasing there. And, and Schiff just uh, repeated it last night. Well, you know, they're all, they're all up in arms now. Well, I, I never... You know, they've all got a case of the vapors, and where's the fainting couches? Oh, my goodness. He, Adam Schiff said something that was reported in the media. And, uh, I thought Nat, Adam Schiff was, really spoke eloquently. He did. He did. Across really, really well. I believe he did, too. I believe he did, too. So, so did Lindsey Graham, from what I understand. Right. <laughs> well, Miss Lindsey is Lindsay, still going to... Lindsey Graham needs to move to the Ukraine. Yeah, Miss Lindsay is going to, you know, she's going to clutch her pearls real hard. And and she's, <laughs> whatever it is, there was a great description of Lindsey Graham last week. I think I mentioned it on the show. He He's what they call a pilot fish. These are the little fish you see swimming with sharks, and they live off that. Well, he used to be with John McCain. There was like no daylight between them. Well, McCain's gone now, so now he's latched on to Trump. And it is amazing to see uh, the man has no shame when it comes to Trump. He will say virtually anything to defend him. And, and my God, whatever it is Trump's got on you people, just just come out. Just can say it, whatever it is. And, and uh, anyway. And I think we lost Mike. And did just Mike. like that. Just like that, we lost Mike. Well, that's okay. I'm sure he'll call hmm. back in, and, and we'll continue on. While we wait for Mike to call back, uh, yeah, it's the whole it's the whole partisan thing that's really driving me up the wall here. I got a, I got a little audio I'm going to play. Now, if you folks, you kids and kittens, have, have heard of the uh, – uh, hold on one – have heard of the uh, this tape with Lev Parnas. I'm going to play that for you right now. The biggest problem there, I think, where we we need to start is we gotta get rid of the ambassador. It's, she's still left over from the Clinton administration. Where the ambassador? It's, it's, 
He's basically walk around telling everybody, wait, he's going to get impeached, uh, just wait. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. The president appears to say to the group, which sources say included a top aide. Get rid of her. Get her out tomorrow. Okay, get her out <laughs> Take her out, okay? Do it. Do those sound like nervous laughs to you, by the way? <laughs> Mike King. Yes, I lost you. Yes. What I was saying is... Hang on a second while we get you back. The Republicans especially, they got to stand up and be men. Right. Well, we just... They they believe and speak up. I can't believe a whole party of these people who are supposed to be intelligent people's attorneys or whatever they were prior to getting into politics. Don't see this. Don't see the force of a man he is. Right. Well, we just... Uh, I I don't get it. We just played the tape that just came out. Of him and Lev, Parn- Lev Parnas, uh, about take her out and, and and all that. So, you know, again, he's going to try to claim he's never met the man, he doesn't know him, blah blah blah. And, and but you're right, you're right. These are all. Why did you? Why did you run for office? Why did you become a senator? Is it for the perks? By the way, once again, vote Ed in 2020. I'll take any any office you folks want me to. Do uh, I'm in it for the perks. I make no no BS about it. I'm in it for the benefits. <laughs> That's what Trump basically told the country, and they went for it. Yeah, well, if it worked for him, why can't it work for me? He basically said I could go on Fifth Avenue and shoot people, and people would still support me. Yeah, yeah, he said he wouldn't and, lose and one voter, and he's right. They are. Well, I mean, that... some of them are friends of mine and relatives of mine. Who I thought were intelligent people, and here they are supporting this man. I, I don't get it. I just don't. Uh, it, it, it boggles my mind. It does. It's uh... how you would let somebody who has ruined people's lives, uh, you know, by declaring bankruptcy and not paying his vendors and things like that, run your country. Uh, this isn't somebody who isn't going to benefit anybody but himself. Right. Well, apparently, uh, these people are just, you know, they they heard yelling, screaming. They didn't care what was coming out of his mouth. It sounded yeah, they, like... No, they liked what came out of his mouth. Well, what I'm saying is they, that... People it, voted on their prejudices right, and their right. fears instead of using their minds. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They forgot that the man would actually be in charge of this country. And, uh, I mean, if you had looked close enough, you didn't have to look that close before the election. This man is looking to be king, if not dictator. Yeah. Yeah, uh, one of his ex-wives said he sits around with a copy of Mein Kampf. Uh, I mean, come on, give me a break. I find that hard to to believe, seeing how uh, reading is not one of his strong suits, which has been demonstrated (laughs) on more than one occasion. That's right. Well, this one has more pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Like> <laughs> you take somebody to read him. You know, I, you know what boggles my mind about him, actually? No, Mike. And, uh, okay. <laughs> this guy got billions of dollars, right? No, we don't know that. Okay, but he, obviously he has a lot of money, whatever he has, right? He's got some money, right. Okay, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure he has more than you and I. How come he can't find a good barber and get a good haircut? <laughs> a better makeup person. 
<laughs> now you have to. I'm spending way too much money on strippers. <laughs> well, I'll go back. Strippers again. and trophy waves. For for everybody listening out there, I'll repeat these again. Uh, if go on Twitter and follow Noel Kassler, uh at Kassler Noel C A S L E R N O E A N O E L. He used to work uh, on The Apprentice, on The Celebrity Apprentice, and he signed a, a one of those NDAs, uh, non-disclosure agreements. He doesn't care. He's a stand-up comic as well, and he just lets it all out there. He's been on now on Twitter a couple of years now, putting out all this stuff, backstage stuff, and how Trump really is. And not once have they tried to sh- stop him. You know why? Because he's telling the truth. If you're yeah, on well, Twitter... Also, his professor, one of the professors at the University of Pennsylvania got up and said the stupidest uh, student they ever had was Donald Trump. Uh, the man who co- ghost wrote his book said, this man's a crazy man. Probably. Right, right. And people still don't get it. Well, they, uh, they he's a white man, and that's what some of them are looking at. I mean, if you look at some of the uh, these rallies, which... Again, that that's I could do two hours on the rallies alone. What? There's nothing to say about rallies. Last uh, Hitler had rallies, right? But we never had rallies like this in this country. But if you look at the people there, they've got all these "F Trump" shirts and "Kill This One" and you know, the violence. Uh, they're, they're ready to beat people up and they're ready to shoot people. And you know, is this who we are now? Is this who we are? No, no, I hope not. Well, seventy years of of social progress, progress. Excuse me, I mispronounced the word. Seventy years of social progress went down the drain the minute that man got elected. That is, that and is not wrong. Ho- hopefully, we don't have to start from scratch. Hopefully, we could get rid of him. Hopefully, we could get the right person in there who could just put things in order right away. It's not an impossibility. But I'll tell you something. A lot of Americans really showed how ugly they were. That is true. You are absolutely right. The past three years has been, look, I've seen it. I've seen people just letting their their true colors show anymore. It's like the shackles have been removed. Uh, You know, I can be as ugly as I want to be because my president says it's okay. And, you know, look. You you can't be ugly because I know you, Ed. You're not ugly. You I never say, were ugly. I didn't say me. No, but I'm saying you could be as ugly as you want. I don't think you would ever <laughs> accept that option to be ugly. Well, no, because because let's face it, I hate everybody. I don't discriminate as far as that goes. Oh, you sound like somebody else I know saying that. <laughs> yeah, me. Before but, I tell you you're gay and you're stupid. Oh, well. <laughs> How is Sam? No, uh... uh but look, we, we all know who should be running the country, but unfortunately, we can't get Gil Christ to sit in one space long enough. I don't know. I think it's Hillary. I think he stole that election. I think the Russians helped him play with the computers. No, and I no think question. Hillary really ran the election. I don't trust this man to do anything honest. I think if he could have done everything honest, he wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> you know... Do me a favor. Warn me ahead of time when you're going to mention Hillary's name, if you would, please. Okay. Well, you, you I, have a problem with Hillary? 
I, it's, I really, she caught me off guard with this recent statement uh, uh, that she made about Bernie. Yeah, you know, but, Nobody uh, likes Bernie. He don't want to work with anybody. You know, this and that. Listen, I, if you want to run for, Bernie. you want to run again, you know, this is, this is to Hillary. If you want to run again, you know, the chances are, well, I don't know if I'd support her, to be honest with you, because, uh, I got my own uh, lady up here, quite frankly, I'll, that I'm I'm pulling you know, for. I'll but, support uh, anybody who could beat Trump. Anybody. There, you're absolutely right. If but Hillary was Trump the one is to looking, do it, I'd support her. Yeah, I hate what she said about Bernie. Yes, I supported Bernie the last election. As soon as she lost, I moved right back over to her. Uh, right. And, and, uh, and, that and Bernie is, was a gentleman. That is with her. not what you're supposed to do. Yes, Bernie mm-hmm. treated her well. Um, they supposedly the got along said, good. I don't want to even discuss your emails. I remember that. And that's when I said, exactly. I'm going with this guy all the way. Uh, Bernie but, uh, can move us in the right direction. Elizabeth Warren, in spite of what's going on with her and Bernie, can move us in the right direction. And Trump is looking at this stuff, and you don't think that their they're little tech heads there aren't just... Winding these tapes and making this, you know, they're gonna they're gonna use this stuff now. Normally, I would say, hey, that's politics. That's the way you got two people fighting for the same job. I I totally totally understand it. But the thing is, is this isn't any normal election here, folks. I don't have to tell you that, Mike. I don't have to tell you that, Ed. This isn't a normal election. We have a pariah in the White House right now that needs to be removed uh, come any way possible. And yes, I said it. Any that way possible. You, first we, of all, you choose I the right it. word that I haven't called him yet. Pariah, that's exactly right. I knew this from the day he announced his candidacy and started, and the first words out of his mouth were, you know, anti-Mexican. Uh and things like that. I knew what he was the minute he opened his mouth. And he just proved me right. I was hoping he didn't. Mm-hmm. And it's embarrassing. You know, as a nation, as a people, it's so embarrassing. You know, uh, when I was out there driving and stuff, you know, customers would ask me what I thought of him. And I told them it's, he's an embarrassment. This man isn't even an American, I wouldn't call him. I mean, he do- just doesn't yeah. stand for what, um, you know, our country is or was about. You know, liberty, justice, and freedom for all. None of that is is done. We, we can't even have a fair trial. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> liberty, justice, liberty, justice, and freedom for all white people. That's, We're that's, not that's all white, but uh, why don't you send everybody for DNA test? You might be very surprised. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. I mean, uh, th- this this isn't the way we run things here. Uh, you know, I thought, you know, the color barriers and all this and the racial and uh, ethnicity battles and stuff, we were becoming more of one nation. We were moving moving toward that. It's a very, very slow process. And I think it started with Roosevelt, then we started to 
uh, segregate the armed forces, and little by little, we were moving toward that. This guy is just ripping, tearing up all the progress we've made. And he set us so back in, in, in four well, years, hopefully that's all, in four years. He is uh he's gonna undo what's what's happened in the last uh forty years, to be honest with you. The ramifications um, is this son of a bitch could drop dead and God forbid Ruth Bader Ginsburg dies while he's in office, then we're screwed. Well, I've been saying for God knows who, God knows who who put on the Supreme Court. Well Mike, I've been I've been quite adamant saying recently there are two people in this country we have to protect. Keep alive, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Betty White. Yes, <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if she dies, I, I mean, this job is for life. You, you got this spoiled little frat boy on the Supreme Court. Could you imagine? Yeah, well, uh, John's taking a little break here. It's just you and me at the moment, Mike. But, yeah, I know. I, I, I know. Look, if he gets... Any more Supreme Court justices? Forget it. Where, look, it's going to be bad enough as it is. Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid he gets reelected. Okay, he is he going. Can. He got a bunch of assholes following him. But I think we're going to. I think we're going to go into tyranny here. Well, first off, that's to say, what? Who's to say that he's actually going to leave if he gets voted out? Pick pick your candidate beats him in the general election. He who's to say he's? You mean he could run again if he gets impeached? No, 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 no. If if no, I'm I'm talking about he doesn't get removed from office and he loses the election in November. Okay, mm-hmm. who's to say he will leave the White House without a fight? He may just say, "Well, it's a rigged election." And, uh, you know, no, if he's impeached and removed from office, he can never run for office again, anywhere, at least in this I don't understand something about him. Why why does he want to be president? What's the reason? Uh, You know, you you say you have all this money, you live this beautiful life of leisure. What do you want this headache for? Well, he wants it because it's an ego thing. Because now he, first off, I don't think he ever thought he would win. He did it for the bully pulpit. I said before we've we've talked about this in private, and I think he did it because of his racism and his hatred of let, Obama. Let me finish, Mike. Here's what 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 I believe. He never expected to win. Okay, I think everybody can agree on that. He never expected to win, but as it's as he started to get up towards the nomination, and then certainly when he did. My my belief is that he looked at it from the perspective of, well, I'll take it as far as I can, I'll lose, and then I'll have have a perch to to scream from, for at least the next four years. I can, he he would have just gone on about how rigged it was, and uh, it, it, Trump TV would have started, and that was in the works at the time, and, and that's what he wanted. He wanted to be able to to be in the spotlight without having to do any of the work. Although, basically, that's where he is right now. He's still saying it was rigged, even though he won. I, I don't understand him. Yeah. John's back. Yeah. Well, Did you miss me? That guy, uh, Goebbels or something, he was a Nazi, and he said, if you ever want to get ahead or 
if you say a lie three times, people will believe it. Yeah, if you and lie, how to win lie. an argument if you did something, just blame the person who's accusing you. That's right. That's right. And he's a master at that. He is a master yeah. at that. It's yeah. Uh, he learned. You know where he learned his lessons from, and uh, what could I tell you? You know, it's it's very. It's also very scary to be living in a country that is changing so rapidly. I never uh, thought because of its man, and I, it's I never even I, more scary to know that he has many many supporters. I never thought I would live in a country where I'm looking at the possibility of, before I die, living in tyranny, living in a dictatorship, or with okay. massive civil war. Yeah. And just it, it, ju it just frightens the living daylights out of me. Look, the three of us are not going to be around for the whole thing. But you got youngsters right now that are going to have to live their whole life with whatever it is this knucklehead leaves behind. The, the carnage and the wreckage that's going to be left in his wake. What uh, did we, what did we fight for growing up? Uh, you know, what, what did we lift our voice to make people hear, you know, for the next generations coming up? And, and, and he destroyed it. He, yes. he destroyed it. You know, people, a whole bunch of things. Uh, people would tell their kids to grow up and be president. In fact, children I certainly wouldn't tell them to be president now. Like Why not? Presidential. <laughs> you know what he's, Oh, no, he, no. Not act presidential. He, not the way he's acting. But keep in mind, Mike, and no, I'm going to catch you. He acts like some guy who I used to hang out with on, in Brooklyn on right. 25th Avenue. That's right. That's what he reminds me of some Guido. He's not presidential. Mouth. But remember this. I've been, I, this is something I've been saying for the past three years. Remember, if nothing else, Trump has proven something we all heard growing up. Anybody can become president. <laughs> yes. I, I agree with you. It's, I mean, he proved <laughs> yes, it. It has come down to that. It's yes. anybody can. Yep. And uh, I don't know. Maybe I should run. I don't know. I, I, I didn't even like being president of the building. Uh, <laughs> I just need a peaceful life now. Yeah, you, but, you, you, you if, turned if down. I could, if I could beat him, I would do it. You turned down being president of the condo association. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's a start. <laughs> no, they I didn't turn them. it down. I resigned. I was like, resigned. you're giving me a headache. I don't need this. <laughs> That's just about what happened. <laughs> you know? uh, my parents had a building in Brooklyn. They got paid for doing that. Stuff. I'm like, I'm not doing this for free. You give me $100,000 a year, maybe I'll think about it. But kidding aside, uh, you know, it's just ugly. He's ugly. We've been, we're moving in the wrong direction. People who are full of hate and malice, you know, to other people for no reason. That is right. Uh, starting to take control of this country. It's becoming acceptable, and that's ugly. You're absolutely that's right, all Mike. I can say about it. And, what? uh... The way he speaks, the way he walks, the way he conducts himself, the way he conducts business is not an example for anybody to to emulate or to somebody to bring up their children and say, well, the president did this. You know, George Washington never told the lie we got and honest Abe and all this, you know, whether it was true or not true. 
But, you know, we had, we were like presidents of a step above us. That's right. And I mean, uh, you know, this one talks like he's in junior high school. Yeah. Well, you know what, Well, Mike? just remember one thing. Just remember one thing, Ed. You and I are pretty lucky. This country goes too much, uh, too close to hell in a handbasket. I already know that Christine will put it. Well, Christine, the queen of all hacks, will hacks. find us some work and find us uh, find us suitable living quarters if we want to move up there. And uh, beautiful Toronto. I, I just know it'll happen. And beautiful Toronto. We'll bring Mike oh, with us. Canada, Canada <laughs> our home and native land. I have uh, all the Canadians here right now, <laughs> Mike. We're gonna we're, we're gonna cut you, you loose, say, right? Oh now. hell no! Okay, we're gonna cut You're you gonna loose. Cut me loose, okay? And I'll thanks. talk to you soon, Mike. Thanks John, for it's good to talk to you. Thanks for calling in. Yes, we'll, sir. You too. We'll, uh, we'll thanks in- for having me on the show. I'll talk to you soon. Uh, all okay, right, be well, and uh, maybe we'll get through this as a nation. Take all care. Right. All right, pal. Bye bye. Mike King, everybody. Mike King. <laughs> The, yes, uh, the most devout follower of Gil Christ. There's no question about it. He, uh, Gil says it. Uh, oh, and here we go again. Then we have another call coming in. We got another call uh, coming in. Hello, Mike. I'm hanging up. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't get enough of us. <laughs> couldn't get enough of us. All right. And by the way, that number is on the Radio TFI hotline, 754-800-2428. Got a couple minutes uh, left of this particular hour before we go into uh, hour number two of the Taxi Stand Hour, the world's greatest mystery. (laughs) Let's, I want to play another little piece of audio I have that uh, it's essentially Miss Lindsey Graham, then and now. You're you're gonna hear five different things, and it'll be it'll lead off with what Lindsay said back in 1999 during the Clinton impeachment, and what what he says now, and the juxtaposition is very interesting. Members of the Senate have said, I understand everything there is about this case, and I won't vote to impeach the president. Please allow the facts to do the talking. This process results in an impeachment article. I will move to dismiss it in the Senate. Is you don't even have to be convicted of a crime to lose your job. From my point of view, to impeach any president over a phone call like this would be insane. I do believe this is one of the finest moments of my party. Going on in the House is a bunch of partisan BS. But all I ask of the Senate is to take your oath, listen to the evidence, and it's a complete sham, and I will do everything I can to make sure it doesn't live very long in the Senate. That's why we need witnesses, ladies and gentlemen, to clarify who said what. I'm not going to support witnesses being called for. And that's Miss Lindsey Graham, the Miss, Little Miss Two Face. Well, it, it isn't just Lindsey Graham. It's it's good. It's just the way our politics are these days. 
it's 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 really a shame and i i hate to say it it's embarrassing the hell out of me to be in this country there i said it there you said it what do you say we move on to hour number two here sir sure you'll have something on the rack here from somebody you want to stick around for this one we'll see you on the other oh, side oh well that's a good good thing you know, i stepped away when i did that's right well we'll see you on the other side kids You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. find that little ditty from anyways that is from the year 2001 that song was originally produced for president george w bush and yet it (laughs) resonates today this good this is again one of the old bits from uh the fellow i used to listen to back down in south florida neil rogers uh uh, google them Uh, there's bits there's shows there's everything and I was trying to think of what what something to put in there, impeachment dish, and uh, and and this one popped up as I was searching around through literally hundreds of of bits that he used to play, and uh, this was always a favorite. Uh, 
save for one or two little things in there, you could just apply that right to uh, the Cheeto in charge right now. Oh, yeah. Probably more appropriate even than with uh, George W. And and I... I would say. (laughs) As I listened to it again last night, I thought, oh, geez, this this is perfect. This because... You won't know who it applies to until I actually say something about it. But yes, that came out in 2000, 2001, 2001. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, by the way, just because it was on a, a clip, you're not going to get away with it. You are fined one credit for a violation of the verbal morality. You've gotten away with multiples today, pal. You are fined one credit for a violation. Of you know how many times I got to hit that button just for. <laughs> That particular routine. <laughs> Moving on. Oh. No, that was very good. Very appropriate. Yeah. Well, what do you say? What do we go ahead and uh, and get into what we're going to get into here? By the way, I do want to carry on the a little bit of the conversation about the... Uh, uh, about the whole um, choose your Uber uh app that's going to be a new app that i'm going to design i do want to get into that uh time allowing after uh, the abbreviated john and ed versus the spread this week because we ain't picking any games this week no what do you no i was just waiting for you to finish i thought you were gonna oh keep... okay you just have this dumbfounded look on your face and <laughs> I just thought you were going to keep rolling there. That's all. I just, just. Oh, well, you know, I should have, but it is what it is. Uh, all right. Well, what do you say? Why don't you, we? Why don't we key the music here? If you, you want, would, you dear want, please, you want, Maestro. You want, you want to turn the crank on the wayback machine? Ah, uh, let's fire it up. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting installment of Professor Shannon's Wayback Machine. A look ahead to what's happened in the past. Here's your host, Professor John Shannon. Well, here it is again now. Professor Shannon's Wayback Machine here on the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. Back off a little. What are you... I'm trying to get oh, you to... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Okay. Is that better? Yes. Is that better? Okay. Yes, it is. Good, good. We have... We uh, are... Re- we did a little re- retooling again here. And I think that... I think Ed will like the product here because... Maybe he won't because he won't have quite as bit of... As much of nap time, if you will. We're not going to so, have like uh, 150 things, are we? Nah, just 148. Oh, well, uh, in that case, let's move on. (laughs) All right. So what we're doing here now, instead of trying to combine everything by date, sort things by date, we're going to sort them by whether or not they were an event, a birth, or a death. Those are our three categories. So I'm going to let you pick them. Uh, Which one would you like to start with? Events. Events, okay, it so happens that's the first one I got. And we're going to go from newest to oldest here, because this is the Wayback Machine, you know. Any way you like. Just thought I'd... Aye, hey, here we go. So we're going back to... And this, by the way, is of the week between uh, 
tomorrow, which is the 26th of January, right up to uh, uh, the 2nd of February. Guys, it could be February already. It's hard to believe. And you know what's coming up in two weeks? What's come? Oh, yeah. We're going to be having a party, a party. It's funny. This year we do a it's show on... birthday. We do a show on the 8th of February. Uh-huh. John's birthday is the 9th. Mine is the 7th. Well, we're going to have some fun. We might just have to have a little leftover champagne here. Well, uh, uh, moving on. What's wrong? What's wrong with that? Nothing. So... So, 1998. Uh, let's see if you were, we were speaking a little bit about this earlier. Not have sexual relations. can barely hear it, but it sounds like my boy Bubba. It is Bubba, indeed. These allegations are false. I need yes. to go back to work. It's a bad, was. bad, bad oh. audio. I can't even hear you now, John. There it is. Okay. That better now? Can't hear anything. What do you mean you can't hear anything? What the hell happened? I can hear you. Let's move on. Oh, I cut it out. I shut it off. So Okay. All right. Anyways, 1998. That was the day, the day indeed, that uh, President Bill Clinton denied having sexual relationships with that uh, with that former White House secretary or intern, rather, Monica Lewinsky. 1992, Boris Yeltsin announces that Russia will stop targeting United States cities with nuclear weapons. I am mighty nice of him, huh? I feel much better about it. Hey, do you feel better? Well, Somehow I don't feel quite as safe. <laughs> well, remember, if you had seen the movie War Games with Matthew Broderick, would you like to play a game? I did. Let's mm-hmm. play Thermonuclear War. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, 1986, the Space Shuttle Program. Uh, the uh, Space Shuttle Challenger disintegrates after liftoff. I remember that day. Killing all. Yeah, so do I. I was working night shift, so I was kind of half asleep when... But I was watching it. I had the TV on. Yeah. But uh, that was really sad. Uh, 1964, the Beatles have their first number one hit in the United States with I Want to Hold Your Hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1960. (laughs) 1960, the National Football League announced expansion teams for Dallas uh, to start the 1960 season and Minneapolis and St. Paul for the 1961 season. Now, that that expansion Dallas team eventually uh-huh. moved to Kansas City and became your chefs. That was no. The de- National. National Football League. Oh, that was... Oh, oh, that was the Cowboys. Oh, I was thinking of the wrong... Yeah, that... How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? That's right. And the last event that I have back in 1838. This bit started. Tennessee. <laughs> Tennessee enacts the first prohibition law in the United States. Funny. That when it became a national thing. That's funny. Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah. 
Tennessee whiskey. Couldn't even drink their own stuff. Yes, exactly. Jack Daniels used to be my favorite. Okay, what do you want to do next? Births or deaths? Deaths. Deaths. Okay. I'm dying over here. Yeah, threw me. Yeah, threw me a curveball. Am I, I killing you? I'm dying over here. Oh. <laughs> All right. Going first. Actually, this one kind of surprised me, and I'm using the connection here because of uh, he used to play for the Vikings, but dying uh, night there, 2019, Wade Wilson. Wade Wilson. I'm not even. I don't even remember. Oh, he used to be quarterback for the Vikings. Uh, a couple of other teams, I think he played for, and he used to coach as well. I don't think he made it to head coach, but uh, so yeah, he and he was born and young man, born in 1959. Hey, hey, hey! Wait a so, second. I was born in 1959. Yeah, and I think you're a young man too. You know. God, I didn't feel it this morning. Oh, I bet. Uh, passing in 2013, Ed Koch. How am I doing? Former mayor. How am I doing? That was his... 100, 105th mayor of New York City. Actually, the bridge that is not far from me, the Queensboro uh-huh. Bridge, 59th Street Bridge, is now named in his honor. Mm-hmm. The Ed Koch. Is it? Yeah. Very popular he was. So they named... So they named uh, he, they named it in his honor, Your Honor. Well, they renamed it in his honor, Your Honor. Okay. She off- way, uh, hold on. She offered her honor. He honored her offer, and all night long he was honor and offer. Oh my God! Send your cards and letters to Mr. Ed Van Ness. Thank you. Queens, New York. Whatever the hell the zip code is there at the tower. It takes up four different zip codes as it is. It, so. it most certainly does. Uh, by the way, uh, Mayor Koch was born in 1924. Um, and he was born an old man. <laughs> he really was. Uh, Excuse me. Born in 1918, uh, we lost Jack Parr, the talk show host and author. Uh, passed away in 2004. He had so much, so much trouble. Over, he lost his job. Eventually, got it back over a joke mentioning the WC, the water closet, as it was referred to at the time. But to mention this on television in the uh, late 50s, early 60s was just, oh my goodness, it was a no-no, huh? Clutching <laughs> pearls. Okay, born in 1913, we lost uh, Bear Bryant, Alabama's uh, head football coach, right? Yeah, back in the day. Back in the day. Uh, Born in 1913, passed away in 1983. Another guy who was uh, born an old man. Yeah. Uh, And speaking of which, while we're on that subject... Uh, born in uh, born in eighteen ninety three, we lost Jimmy Durante ah, in nineteen eighty. Yeah, exactly. Um, born in nineteen fifty four, we lost Freddie Prince. Yeah. Prince Prince. I, I I'm not never was sure how he actually pronounced Prince. that name. Prince. It was Prince, huh? Yes. Uh-huh. Chico and the man. 
Yes, indeed. And that was really, I think he was in a movie too, at, you know, one of those, he got the movie role because of his role in Chico and the Man, but uh, that was a funny show, I seem to, I seem to yeah, remember. Yeah, it was. Un- unfortunately, he had issues and, uh, you know, chose to de- deal with them in a particular manner. Yeah. His, his son's a great actor. Very funny. Yes. Fr- Freddie Prinze Jr. Freddie Prinze Jr., yes, exactly. Okay, last but not least for the deaths, uh, back in 1964 is when we lost Alan Ladd. I just watched. You the remember movie. Alan? I just watched a movie last week with him, and uh, huh. uh, Deep Six. It was called. Really? Yeah. It's that guy died a year after I was born. Uh, and by the way, he was born in 1913. Okay, I guess we're left only with births now. So, we'll start out with, uh, in 1964, Bridget Fonda was born. She's now 56 years old. She is. She is an adorable, adorable young lady. I love her smile. Mm-hmm. Daughter of Peter. Just a... Granddaughter of uh-huh. Henry. And uh, niece of Jane. Quite uh, quite the family there. Quite the acting family, if you will. Not quite the Barrymores, but... Well, this is true. Okay, 1959, Keith Oberman. Who what? will be 61 years old. What? When's Keith his birthday? Oberman, your buddy. Uh, you know, I don't have him in here, but he will be 61 years old. Well, It'll be sometime next week. So he's only about a week older than me. Huh. I'm actually, I have a hard time believing he's that young. I'd have had him in his late 60s, maybe pushing 70, to tell you the truth. Me too. Okay, 1954, uh, Oprah Winfrey was born. Now we're talking. 66 years old. People older than me. And richer. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> 19, 1954, I believe uh, I've mentioned him before. You're probably not all that familiar with him there, but Ed Schultz, uh, talk show host and sportscaster. Uh, uh, the, he, the name is kind of familiar. He's uh, He was, before he passed, uh, he was a prominent uh, uh, talk radio host, uh a liberal talk radio host in an era now where uh, they're kind of the good, the successful uh, liberal uh, talk show hosts are hard to find. But uh, he also then took a gig with MSNBC a little bit later on in his career. Actually had a, had an opportunity to to meet Ed Schultz uh, uh, not too uh, not too long before he died. Uh, let's see. Let's go now to 1947, where By the way, I, Nolan I, Ryan. I, I loved his uh, his cartoon, Peanuts. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, and oh, I do have something on that, but I don't want to sway too far off the rails here. Uh, 1947, Nolan Ryan, 73 years old. Um, night. Oh, I thought you had something. Else. You remember something about Nolan Ryan? Yeah, he was on the Mets, nineteen sixty-nine team. 
Oh, that's right. Where did he Where did he start? Did he start in uh, start with, uh, with the be- Mets? Or? I believe he started with the Mets. Okay. He definitely uh, did his. Uh, well, let's see. He, who else did he play for? Played for Houston. Played for Texas. Uh, played for Texas. The Rangers played for. Uh, I think he was the with, Angels. He was with the Angels. Yeah, and something tells me. And of course, we could look this up, but where's where's the fun in that? I exactly. I want to say the Yankees for about a minute, but I could be wrong about that. I think I am mm. wrong about it. But while we're uh, we're, we're gonna find. I think out. he had a soul. Now, yeah. yeah, let's move on. I'll I'll look it up. Yeah. Okay, moving on to 1938. Sherman Hensley. Uh, Wheezy. Was he ever? If, was he ever in anything other than the Jeffersons? Amen. What's that? The name of the show was Amen. Never heard of it. Well, it was oh, did he, did he play a minister? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Oh, by the way, it, it was uh, just the four teams that we mentioned. Oh, okay. Damn. And this one, I'm a little surprised he's still with us. Uh, Don... Uh, uh, well, let me back up here. Just by the way, if you didn't know, we did lose Sherman Hensley back in 2012. I had nothing to do with that. For those, I, I'm assuming you didn't. Uh, this one, I'm a little surprised he's still around. But uh, Don Everly of the Everly Brothers, really, 83 years old. Yeah, born in 1937. Born in, uh, born in 1934, and still with us. Uh, looks like I'm in the front row. Bob Euchre. Bob Euchre. <laughs> 86 years old. Amazing. Um, Sitting 1931. In the front row. Yes. 1931, the aforementioned uh, Boris Yeltsin, first president of Russia. Uh, we lost uh, Yeltsin there in 2007. He threw the shoe. Yes, he did. Oh, was it him that threw the shoe? No, he didn't throw the shoe. Oh. <laughs> I just thought I'd make you happy. Oh, wow. Just thought I'd give you a, a gle- just a moment of, hey, I got it right. <laughs> uh, 1921, Carol Channing, who actually just recently passed here in 2019. Like, yes, yes. The most famous for Hello, Dolly. Mm-hmm. Okay, now going to 1882, where President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, 32nd President of the United States, and he passed away after a long presidency, and all I can say is the way this country is going right now, thank God for the uh, amendment to the Constitution that says the president can only serve two terms because heaven forbid if Don- if Donald Trump gets his- gets any more popular with the redneck crowd. We'll, Anyways, we'll, get, we'll, we'll yeah. get back to that in a few minutes. <laughs> and um, anyways, uh, Roosevelt passed away in 1945. And last but not least... Back in 1880, my little chickadee, W.C. Fields. Fields, yes. God, could you imagine, uh, 
140, yeah, 140 years wow. ago. W.C. Field. I still remember. Yeah, I, I, I still remember seeing his reruns when yeah. I was a kid. W.C. Fields. I entered a contest. My first prize was uh, two weeks in Philadelphia. Second prize was one week. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> our listener, our listeners in Philadelphia once again. You got to be careful. Philadelphia is awfully close to New York City. Yeah, but they know that W.C. Fields had no no great love for. Philadelphia. That was part of his shtick. That was part of his routine. Yeah. His hatred for Philadelphia. Oh, W.C. Fields left us in 1946. And that's it. That's it? That's all we got. That's all we got, man. All right. Well, then uh, let's... uh, How about that? How about that? The uh, rubber bands and the bubble gum worked. It held it together. We definitely need to uh, to get an ending to that. I should probably give you give you a sign or signal when I'm getting close to the end. It doesn't matter really, but anyway, so so we've gotten through that for another week, <laughs> and now you know that was a str- that was a struggle. That was a real struggle for me this week. I didn't actually get that done until I got home last night from uh, going to Dick's last result or last resort. Rather, that's because you're out whooping it up all night with that floozy of yours. And no, I, mm-hmm. I don't mean that. Uh, Granny Annie is mm-hmm. lovely. Uh, yep, I'm, my, I'm, uh, let me tell you a quick Dick's last bingo resort. hall booty call. Let me tell you a quick story about Dick's Last Resort. The first time I was ever at one in San Antonio, Tejas. The year was 1994. My buddy Harry and I were on our great schmooze across America. One lap around the country trip. So we're in San Antonio. And we go to Dick's Last Resort. And it was a blast. I tell you what. It was a blast. Now, I was drinking beer that night. And Harry was drinking, uh, I I think, uh, his Jack Daniels or something like that. So anyway. He was drinking. Yeah. Well, we were both drinking. But So I go to the men's room. I say, order me a beer. So I come back. And there's this tall glass there uh, with the Dick's Last Resort on it, blah, blah, blah. So I wind up drinking out of that all night. And uh, we get back to the hotel. and uh, And then it began. Uh, the no, that's my glass. He claimed he bought the glass. He paid extra for the glass, even though I was drinking the beer. And I said, "Oh no, no, the glass is mine." That battle went on for my goodness, uh, twenty twenty years. Let me see, nineteen no, uh, the the uh, fifteen years. Till the day he died. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would steal it from his place. And down the line, he would steal it back from me. You know, it, it was, we we too, we both fully believed that it, it, it was ours. I still believe it was mine. And, uh, but yeah, it was a fun place, Dick's Last Resort. This kind of be, it's going to be like this, uh, like the uh, Gilchrist uh, Memorial Sippy Cup here which is going to be in my possession rather shortly. So that, clean that son of a... Oh, clean it up, man. That has not been officially determined yet. 
Wash that baby up. <sighs> it's time for John and Ed versus the spread. Your weekly foray into the exciting world of pigskin prognostication. We don't have any games this week. There's nothing to talk about. Well, there is. And we're playing... You guys all know the routine, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens. It's... John and Ed versus the spread. Well, last week was nothing to uh, sneeze about. Some great games. Some very good games. And John and I split right down the middle last week. We, we, we went the opposite mm -hmm. way. Although on the over-unders, we were exactly the same for what that's worth. But we split the games. Uh, I, I still can't believe... Uh, the drubbing that Green Bay got. The, 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 mm, the, neither they can ju I. They just... I mean, I thought San Francisco was all the way on that one, but oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It, it, it just... It was embarrassing for them. So anyway... So as we stand right now, my record is 43-34. and 34. John is 45-32. and 32. He has a two-game lead on me. With one game to go. Mm -hmm. But I I hear... I hear... That, see, we didn't have a Super Bowl pick last year. We never got to it because one of us had to move. And, uh, by mm -hmm. the way, next Saturday is one year that I'm here in New York City. We'll talk about that more next week. But that, that That's amazing, actually. It, it is. Uh, so... Uh, I've gone to the rules committee and I'm waiting for an answer. But uh, we believe we have provided a good enough case to have next week count as two wins based on the fact that we didn't have last year. So we could still theoretically wind up in a tie. <laughs> and he accused me of cheating. Yeah, yeah. And there is the there is the irony. There is the irony. Nobody's cheating here. It's the rules committee. They they're they're the ones that are going to make the final decision. It looks promising. Uh, bribes have been paid. Uh, backs have been stroked. Feet have been rubbed. It's not the only thing. Well, hey, hey you do what you got to do, and you got to do it. So, so that's that. Uh, next week we'll actually pick the game. Uh, I, I personally, I think it's going to be a pretty good one this year. I, I hope so. I think I'm so. definitely looking forward to it. I, I mean, I, I keep, right now, I, I don't know what the what the line is yet, and I don't. It, well, it won't change too much between now and next week. It, it could change. You know, look, there could be a, an injury in practice. Who knows? So, so. Uh, although I pretty much know which way you're going. Oh, uh, that's just that. <laughs> <laughs> that is about as that is about as suspense uh, suspenseful as a uh, as an episode of Superman. You know that really is is. Uh, but I really think San Francisco has it all together this year. Uh, they've been plowing through people, and uh, I'm not saying don't no knock on Kansas City. That's why I think it's going to be a good rock'em sock'em game. Now, again, I want to wait till next oh. week. We'll we'll see what the line is and and all that. We might mm -hmm. even we might even do some prop bets, just for just for laughs. 
uh, if you're not familiar with prop bets, proposition bets, and things like uh, who will win the coin toss. I always say toy co coin toss. Who will win that? Who will score the first touchdown? Will there be a safety? Which side of the field will the safety be on? You know, all sorts of exotic bets that you can go to your local sports book in Vegas <laughs> and place a wager on. Well, here's a good prop bet. How long will it take Ed to ship me back my or ship me my uh, trophy here? There's a prop bet for you. There, there's nothing to say that you're going to get it, sir. That has not been officially <laughs> determined yet. There are still oh man still issues to work out. Again, the rules committee. I expect to hear from them any day now. Any day now. Just but, to, just do me a favor there. If nothing else, at least clean the milk out of that thing that you've had in there ever since you were four? You mean the milk could that you, I cry? Could you do that, please? The milk I cry over? Pretty much. I'm still surprised, <laughs> A, that you did so well this year, and B, I caught up. Let's face it, I caught up. Yeah, hey, I got to I got up to the speed I needed to get up to and then I coasted. <laughs> it's kinda like my driving skills. <laughs> Why waste that gas? You get it up to the speed you need and <sighs> just coast the rest of the way. So just remember the view never changes. <laughs> when you're in front. When you're behind. <sighs> yes, I, guess. I let you alongside of me just for a little while, just so yep. you can kinda get a little sniff. Nice guy that I am, and then <laughs> Hit the gas. See ya. By the way, we, we're considering a new format for, for next season. We'll, we'll talk about that. What do you mean, we white man? <laughs> what, you got a mouse in your pocket? Yeah, exactly. Oh, anyway, we're, we're, there, goodness. The rules committee is considering a brand new format for next year. A wild and exotic format. And uh, there'll be more of that as, as time goes on. But... We're going to leave it at that. By the way, who do you like in the Pro Bowl? Who do I like in the Pro Bowl? A nap. A nap. I actually, let me see if our boy, and our thanks to Danny Sheridan all year for providing our uh, point spreads and our over-under. The By the way, does the, he even pick on that? The AFC is a one-and-a-half point favorite. That doesn't with, surprise me. With an over-under of 49. I wonder, is Brady playing? Oh. I don't think Brady's playing. I don't think he is. Yeah. Now, now here's another thing we can talk We can talk about. Speaking of Brady, what do you think he's going to wind up doing? Obviously, I don't think he wants to retire. No, he doesn't want to retire. There's, there's no question about that. Uh, he's in a situation where for years and years and years now, he kept deferring his salary. Okay. Oh, look, they were paying him. He wasn't starving. He wasn't going to be living in a cardboard box. But every time they, they wanted to go out and get somebody, he did it for the team. He said, okay, I'll, you pay me this now. I'll take it all on the back end. So right now, he's going to be, right now, they're, they're going to have to pay him what he is worth. And let's face it, you can't not pay Tom Brady. He's got probably at least one good solid year left in him. Without question. But then again, what what's he like when he doesn't have Belichick? This is going to be the big question. We know what Belichick's like without Brady. But what's Brady going to be without Belichick? And that, that look, Belichick is the chess master. 
Okay, he puts the pieces into play. Look at the cast of characters that's been through New England over the years. You know, very mm-hmm. few of them stick around for more than a year or two. Very few. We've talked about and don't this exactly before. flourish when they get outside of New England. Exactly, because you have to play in Belichick's system. Brady learned this a long time ago. Whatever Bill says, that's what I do. He he has a hundred percent trust in the man, and uh, mm-hmm. I just don't. I look, Brady clearly has the physical talents. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but where does he go? Where does he go? Wherever he goes, he makes an immediate impact. But it's only a it's a temporary solution for wherever he goes, other than New England. Mm-hmm. See, New England. How good also- do you think he would be? How good do you think he would be as? You know, going into a situation where they've drafted a quarterback, team expects to draft a quarterback, a first rounder, and you get in, you bring Brady in to not only help you win, but also to help groom this new quarterback. Well, you're talking about the Dolphins. You're talking about the Dolphins. Oh, um, they're going to draft a quarterback. Yeah. To uh, whatever his name is. Do you. do you think that uh, Brady would be a welcome fit in, in Florida, or do you think in South too much well, there? Well, that would be that would be a very interesting look. The as a Dolphins fan, okay, I have all the respect in the world for Brady. Hate him like poison when he's playing our team, but I have all the mm-hmm. respect in the world for him. He 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 is. There's there's nobody like him. Would I want to see him in the Aquan Orange? Uh, honestly, it would be weird. Imagine, imagine you're the Jets and the Bills, and you think you're finally getting rid of the son of a gun. And, <laughs> and, and now you're the Patriots. He's got to go into Foxborough and play against the Patriots, which is weirdness. But Awkward. I don't know who Brady's backup is up in New England now, but what's his name for the 49ers? Jimmy Garofalo? Remember, he was mm-hmm. Brady's backup for three years. And they fi- right. he, fi- he finally made a move. You know, they were going to have to pay him too much. He's flourishing now out of... And not to say he wouldn't have flourished in New England, but Brady wasn't getting ready to move. So now this is what the team has to look at now. They have to look at their future as much as they want to honor their past. They're going to offer mm-hmm. Brady everything in the world to be the backup. Maybe he's the starter one more year, but I don't think so because they've got to start looking at three, four, five years down the line. Brady's 42. Right, exactly. What is he, 42 years old, 43 years old? He says he wants to play till he's 45. So that's two more years. Can he do it? I believe he can. I believe he can, but... I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't do it because that would affect uh, my second favorite team. But uh, I think he'd be a great fit out in Las Vegas. No. What a gimmick to go with there! No, no, the he's, Raiders, the Raiders, the Raiders. I, I the hated Raiders uh, as a as a mm-hmm. as a Broncos fan of mine used to call them. Bar- Broncos fan friend of mine, the hated Raiders. I don't see mm-hmm. him being part of. A gimmick like that. He's going to want to go where he can do some good. Now, 
like you said, you 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 got the situation. Somebody that's going to draft a quarterback needs needs somebody there to mentor, to fill in the gap for a year or two. Uh, mm-hmm. And keep it. Remember, the Dolphins gave Ryan Tannehill the keys to the franchise. Okay, as a rookie, he started as a rookie. I still don't understand why they got rid of him. That's neither here. But he progressed. He had his, you know, he was doing well. Well, it's a whole new situation now down there. Mm. If the Dolphins draft the quarterback that they want, and keep in mind with Brady, it's it's as much about where he, him and Giselle want to live. I think you're more yeah. likely to see him go to L.A. or South Florida. I don't think he comes to New York. I just don't think he comes to New York. No. And by the way, kudos. No, you're to, probably right there. Kudos, kudos to Eli Manning. He retired. Go out on top, man. Go out head held high. Look, it was a tough year for him. He had to sit there as backup, and uh, it wasn't going to get any better for him. So, congratulations right. to you, Eli. You, you won two Super Bowls, one more than your your big goofy brother. Well, let me uh, let me give you a little quiz here. You should get this. This should be easy. Okay. Who did uh, Who did um, Brady replace as the starting quarterback for the Patriots? Drew Bledsoe. Very good. Very good. Let me kill the boy. You answered here. that like how dare How dare you? How dare you insult me with such a such a question? I, the the <laughs> nerve! Are you kidding? Hold on one second. Let me let me end the music here. Let's end the uh, this segment officially. Cut Let, the music. Cut the music, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. That's going to do it for us this week. Well, we didn't do anything. You know what? Take all of our picks today. Run with them. Exactly. Every pick we made today, put every dollar you have on it. We'll be back next week, and we'll pick the big game, and we'll have the final ruling from the uh, from the rules committee. So that's that's going to take care of that for right now. But uh, just, Drew, just just throw me the fastball, I'll knock it out of the park. Drew Bledsoe. It's funny you should mention that because he went to Buffalo after that. Well, first off, Bledsoe was hurt. That's why. Mm. That's why Brady got his shot. Uh, mm-hmm. But then Bledsoe went to Buffalo. I happened to be driving through Buffalo that day. I was on my way to uh, uh, Canada. I was delivering a car. And I listened to this on the radio. I watched the local news uh, that evening. My God, it was as if the Queen had showed up. He stepped off the plane. (laughs) They had brought Jim Kelly out. and Oh, my God, all the local celebrities were there. It was like he had had been coronated. And, uh, (laughs) you know, he lasted a couple years there. It, it's a weird thing to uh, to see a, a longtime quarterback who's associated with one team find himself somewhere else. I remember when Joe Namath went to the uh, the Rams. The Rams, yeah. And it was just, I mean, his knees were shot anyway. But it was just so weird mm-hmm. to see him in a Rams uniform. Uh, it was weird to see Brett Favre in not only a Jets uniform, but a Vikings uniform. How weird had that? Oh, that and, had to be and for playing you guys. against the 
and playing against the Packers. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just two games a year against the Packers. Yeah, that's and uh, I honestly can can I can I I guess I could see Brady in in uh, in the uh, Aqua. I I guess I could. Would it be good for us? All right. Okay. Go ahead. All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make that uh, emergency bat turn here because I have again again regained my thought process. Oh, is that on so? this matter? Yes, I have. Now, once again, earlier, if you if you weren't here for it earlier, we were talking about this idea that Uber had come up with as far as letting their drivers in certain situations. I think it's it's on airport pickups out of uh, a couple of airports in the San Francisco area, letting the drivers set their own price. I've heard a couple oh, different oh, wait stories. A wait a second. You didn't say it was just out of airports. I yeah. Think this, this is not a general... No, no, this is... How Uber is doing it or, or implementing this is stupid, to be honest with you. Well, there's a shocker. Yeah, but what I what I found fascinating with it is, is this would be the one way. All they're all they're trying to do is sidestep AB five, right? To begin with, they want to prove that they're just a technology company. Okay, so you're a technology company. I can I can live with the idea on that basis. Do I think it's just it's not for the driver's benefit? It's just so they. I heard it would cost them like millions of dollars a year to actually comply with AB five. So they're and they've already given some concessions to California drivers, like uh, giving them more freedom as far as. Uh, uh, accepting rides and and what have you, or or not taking rides they don't want to take. I don't know if it included giving them the destinations before they accepted it and whatnot. But there were a few concessions they put out there. But this one here, it it I find it intriguing because if they're truly if if drivers are truly contractors, then they should be able to set their own rates. So now, do you think? Okay, you and I are driving under this new app we just got in, or this new app where we could set our prices, and there were over a million more drivers just like us that we want to be able to set the prices that we charge. Now, do you really think that there are the ones that are going to undercut are going to be the ones? that are just out for a little out for a night on the town looking to make a little social contact you know trying to you know whatever that they do um i don't need to go into that whole uh, spiel but anyways they they but most of the guys like you and i who are lifers in the transportation field uh hey we we want to get paid what these rides are worth. We know what our expenses are. We know how much it costs us for gas. We know how much it costs for maintenance on the cars and stuff like that. And you and I probably think a little differently. I think that that uh, two to two and a quarter per mile is fine. You might you might think that 
three to, or two fifty per mile is fine. Joe Blow down the street, and there are. I still can't believe that there are some companies who are letting their drivers, um, who are letting their drivers pick or um, uh, go three three and a half dollars per mile. That's crazy, I, in my opinion. But okay, you got all these rates listed. I could go down here and I can see. I can sort them by who's the cheapest or who's the closest. And if I've got 15 minutes or so to kill, 15, 20 minutes to kill, public transportation's not an option. Sure, take the cheap ride. There'll be somebody there to come and get you. But if you need to jump into, you need to get in the car and get going to your destination. Late for a meeting, car won't start, late for work, whatever. I need somebody here yesterday. Now these guys, and I think there's going to be more drivers out there that are going to wind up um, going to for the higher pay instead of those ones that are willing to do it for a buck a mile. And I'm talking about net. I'm not talking about what happens after Uber gets their share. I'm just talking about, uh, not net, gross rather. Um, I think that in the, in the end... The drivers would get what they wanted out of it, and the passengers would get what they want out of it. Now, obviously, what the passengers want is they want to be able to ride for next to nothing, and they want the car to materialize uh, like it was in the old transporter room in Star Trek. They want to hit that button, and there's the car right there. Um, and it'll happen every once in a while, but I think that it, if that had a chance to develop itself... Um, I think that it would be a win-win for both the passengers and the drivers. Now, keep in mind, I'm fully aware of the issues with the regulations, with the uh, un, you know, with the drivers who don't have proper background checks. I'm aware of all that, and I still say there need to be more regulations and whatnot. The, the, these guys do need to come out and be regulated like the taxis are. But I don't see, I don't see that genie being put back in the bottle. To be honest with you, I wish. I just don't think it's going to happen. So, yeah, we have to make the best out of a bad situation. Is all I'm saying. And I'll tap out. Go ahead and tell me how bad of an idea it is. <laughs> well, first off, let's be clear: is it just from the airport, or is it a general thing? This I, would be a in my in, in, in your, my world it would be a okay. general thing because I saw the headline about the uh, about the drivers uh, setting their own prices. Uh, mm-hmm. In a general situation, no, I think it's a bad idea because let's use your you say a million drivers. Well, let's be realistic, okay? Let's say you take Los Angeles, who currently has mm-hmm. eighty or a hundred thousand drivers. Mm-hmm. You don't think there's 5,000 guys minimum who would always take the, go for the minimum just to keep moving? Okay. Okay, you say there's 80, but there's 80,000 drivers. So, okay, if 5,000 of those 80,000 go the cheap route, that's still kind of a low percentage. Oh, I thought you tapped um, out. I, think, I thought you tapped out. I'm sorry. I just wanted to answer your question. Or your okay. statement. Well, 
it was a statement, not a not a question. He left it open ended. <laughs> I didn't interrupt you. I sat here quietly. <laughs> yeah, there's a first time for everything. Yes, indeed. <laughs> you know, I'm taking medication for my my bad case of talkus interruptus, but. So let's say you've got X amount of drivers out there who are always willing. 5,000 5, would be a small number, okay? Let's say 5,000 active at any given time, all right? Mm-hmm. Out of however many active drivers. That still covers a fair amount of territory. And... uh More people, I and mean, you got to remember the guys at the rock. That's just at the rock bottom, and there are people that are just going to be just a little far up the ways as far as the price goes. Uh, they'll be underselling the service. People will rarely use the higher priced drivers, and when they do, only because it's busy. Which surprise, that's surge pricing. Supply and demand. That's all that is, is supply and demand. Uh, You'll pay more for something when you can't get it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, where you're setting aside all the regulations and insurance and maintenance and all that good stuff. We are presuming that everybody is on the same level experience-wise and attitude-wise and that it's just a bunch of equality out there okay mm-hmm. and now we're going to let all these people who three of them couldn't agree where to go get a cup of coffee they're not going to collude on pricing but they're all going to come to the same conclusion if i set my price at the lowest possible point i'll get a lot of the work this has been uber's model the whole time they keep telling drivers mm-hmm. well we're going to cut the rates and you'll make more money no that never works and this is what the drivers, this is just another version of that. This is just another way to get around uh, around that. No, you, mm-hmm. I, again, every car service in, in the country sets their own rates, but they keep them generally together. Real people, real professionals know what it costs to operate a vehicle and what their price point mm-hmm. has to be. Real customers understand that you can't get, a vehicle and a driver to drive you 20 miles for $6. Okay. If it don't say County bus on the side, it's just not realistic. Mm-hmm. Sure. Some of them would be, Oh yeah, well I'll ride with, you know, all the cheap guys. But all that means is that the guys who actually want to be in the business, in the industry, do the right thing, <coughs> excuse me. And, you know, keep their vehicle up and, and all that. They're not going to be able to afford to do so. I mean, my when I was on the dark side there for a while, I would pick mm-hmm. people up. And, of course, I always tried to convert them to being a me customer. Mm-hmm. People are willing to pay for a good service, which, and I would, they would say, oh, we're going to the airport. Can you come pick us up? Do you charge the Uber rates? No. <coughs> Excuse me. And I have a cough button. 
no, no. Here's my rates for from here to there. And I had a lot of people that would call, you know, some didn't call. That uh, That's the way it always is. But after mm-hmm. they wrote at me one time after calling me directly, they realized, oh, hey, he's on time. The vehicle runs and blah, blah, blah. I was funny as all get out. <laughs> always an enjoyable ride with Ed, by the way. Never. And I'd be there to pick them up at the airport. They're speaking directly to me. When I couldn't make it, I let them know or I sent somebody in my place. Because mm-hmm. I learned, because that's how I learned how to operate in the business. Exactly. But, but of course, and, and again, people were happy to pay for the service. I didn't go overboard with my rates. My rates were taxi rates. And I told people that. Here's the taxi mm-hmm. rates. This is what, you know, I ha- I only had one customer, uh, one customer actually leave to go back to Uber uh, and told me, well, it's the, it's the money. Okay, I can't, I can't fight that. I'm not, you know, I only do the Uber rates simply to, to generate new customers. It's, I can't, I can't, I can't give you personal service at those rates, which is what all your people Mm -hmm. would find out. Eventually you cannot continue to do that kind of service at those rates. How many untold millions of drivers or former drivers have found out that, you're out there for 12 hours a day and you made $30 with Uber. Mm. So the idea of them setting their own prices, which quite frankly, you look at some of them now, so the way some of the prices are, and guys that just started with Uber four months ago think this is decent money. So they're going to lower it down. They're going to drag it down and drag it down and drag it down. Uh, I don't see it working. I don't see... I Uber doesn't do anything without putting some thought into it first. How can we Mm -hmm. squeeze pennies out and how can we uh, screw with the drivers? That's... Okay. Uh, And and, and that's fair. And and, and we both have... I think that we're both basing our opinions on this on experience a bit. Um, I think my only thing... The other thing I'd put into that, by the way is besides the uh, uh, amount you charge and whatnot, would be how far are you willing to chase for a ride? Well, yes. Well, that goes now, back if, to what I was if saying. I'm, if I'm, okay, if I'm charging $2.50 a mile, uh, I'm willing to go three, four miles to pick up a call. If I'm, If I decide, listen, I just want to fill a little bit of time, I just... Uh, I just want to kill a little bit of time. Um, maybe I'm only willing to chase a mile, if that. So, I don't. I I just thought it it was intriguing. Let's let's put it that way. And by the way, one other thing, if you don't mind, one other thing with that is, is that now I've oh Jesus Christ, it was right there. Mm. Oh my God. It was right. It was right there. So I'm spinning. It, 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 picture, picking, picture me spinning my wheels here right oh, I now. Am. I am. That <laughs> you, you got bigger no, problems I, than that right now. Oh well, you you know that, right? All right. Well, 
I guess uh, I guess that's it. That's it for me. We got music yet? How much time we got left? There it is. Well, when I can get my thoughts together, I'd like to revisit this. Um, but until then, it's time to say goodbye. So, from the Northern Command Studio, this is John Shannon. Adios. See ya! <laughs>